everybody, Ray Brem here. Welcome back to another amazing session. I'm with Melanie Benson, who is an authority brand amplifier for expertpreneurs. And she's also the host of the Amplifier Success Podcast. And she shows you how to stand out in a crowded market and attract high-paying clients and opportunities. Melanie has a proven track record of accelerating results for her clients. It's not uncommon to see three to five times revenue increases in six, just in the first six months. Melanie, welcome aboard. And I guess I'll say, give us... I, I, Give us the 30,000-foot view of how you got to the, to this point where you're d delivering this type of re results to people. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Ray. Well, uh, I've been in business for 21 years now, and I noticed very quickly that I could have the best information in the world, but if I didn't have a way to help people see what results were created, uh, they, it's very easy to be a best-kept secret and be invisible to the people who need you most. So my short story of a very long journey is as a business coach, I was looking for ways to stand out. And as we all know, there's like a gazillion business coaches on the planet and different people who mentor you and guide you to achieve different kinds of results. And I started looking at ways that I could consistently be seen where my clients are looking for solutions. And uh, in the beginning, that was speaking on stages. And after a while, like many of us, I decided I did not want to be trapped in the road warrior mode. So as podcasts and virtual uh, types of shows started to emerge, I was super excited about it. I started my first podcast in 2010, I think it was, 2009, 2010, and just loved the flexibility of being able to do that. And of course, I'm so grateful, Ray, that that was uh, my decision because obviously the last two years, everything went virtual and I've been really able to leverage and lean into the power that this fast growing niche of podcasting is um, bringing to the table. And so one of the things that I like to, to say to people is that podcasts are the pocket version of a lead generator. People are walking around all day long with their iPhone or their uh, their Android phone or whatever device they listen to podcasts on in their pocket. And they are listening to experts just like you. And when I found that some of my best clients were starting to come because they were binging a podcast and heard me and then came down my little client journey breadcrumb path and signed up for a consult and immediately became a client who were, and they're willing to invest high four and five figures within 24 to 48 hours. I thought, I think there's something really uh, exciting that's happening with podcasting that many people are not tapping into. They're not really understanding how to bring their message into that format and capitalize on it. And not to mention, be able to transform lives of people who you may or may not ever have touched otherwise. So um, that's kind of the very short version of a super long story, but uh, I love what's happening in the podcasting world. And through all the stuff we've been doing, Ray, we've actually been able to get my show Amplify Your Success, which is my second podcast I created to, uh, we hover between uh, 0.5 and 1.5% of all of the business podcasts in the market, which is a lot. There is a lot of them. <laughs> that's that's amazing, and I think for 
all of us were saying, oh my gosh, but I could never get there. How do I, how mm. would I do that? Yeah. Um, I finally, after a couple of false starts, I'm about 10 months into, uh, is it 10, 10 months in my podcast, but that doesn't mean I know I'm doing it right. And that's why you're here today to, to tell us about that. Let's say somebody's okay. So they've, someone's got a book published on a subject and they're saying, well, yeah, it's, uh, I'd like to do a podcast. Where do they start? Should they be looking to get on podcasts first or start their own or, you know, Great question. how do you, how do you coach people that way? So let's talk about the two sides of the podcast opportunity. There's the host side and there's the guesting side. Everybody can take advantage of being a guest expert. And if you have a podcast or thinking of starting a podcast, guesting is a great way to build the momentum before you launch your own. So I, I actually, when I'm working with a client, I will help customize their journey to really match what the, I call them authority platforms. What's the right authority platform that matches your superpower that, that will get you the results you need right now, and then build your authority and your influence so that six months, a year from now, it's still continuing to pay off and build momentum. So everybody can build, uh, be on guest, be a guest on other people's podcasts and benefit from it. But not every podcast is the same. Not every podcast host knows how to really create the same, uh, I, I like to think of it as like a visibility arc and get you traction. So my guests oftentimes, you know, like most of the, the ones that know what they're doing had told me like, I've gotten leads and clients from your podcast, but that's not the same for all shows. And so let's take podcast guesting first, Ray. I think it's super important that we recognize there are some do's and don'ts if you're thinking about being a guest on other people's podcasts. And if you have a book, you already have one of the really valuable assets to help shorten your path to getting booked. Most hosts see an author as a distinguished guest and they're looking for people who are going to stand out, who have authority, who have a great message, who have some kind of energy and, and, and can contribute value to the community they are building for their podcast. So if you've got a book, awesome. This is a really great compliment to it. As a matter of fact, a lot of people like to do what I call a podcast tour, which is they will line up a whole bunch of podcast interviews and the good news is that means you're not schlepping around the country going from bookstore to bookstore. You are just going from microphone to microphone or Zoom call to Zoom call, if you will, to record a bunch of interviews without ever having to leave the comfort of your home office. It saves a ton of time, much more cost effective, and you produce better results. Guest interviews, oftentimes when you're guesting on the right podcast, You've got somebody else doing the marketing for you and creating visibility to their audience that they have built the know, like, and trust factor with. So one of the great benefits of being a podcast guest in my mind is you're borrowing credibility from the host. So they cannot know who you are at all, but the host has this warm connection and this rapport, and they've been cultivating that human 
connection and engagement and trust with their audience for sometimes years and years. And they're inviting you into that space and you're instantly getting a credibility boost and getting your message in front of an audience that's probably pretty hungry for what it is that you talk about. So now that's when I believe the tables turn and it's all on you to get the benefit of the podcast. So I can unpack that a little bit more, Ray, if you want, but let's just flip it back to hosting a podcast. There's some pros and cons. There's some things that I think would be good, Ray, and some things that may be not so good. And one of them is I really believe a podcast is an extension of your brand. It really elevates your authority and makes you more accessible to a wider market. So those are all great things. I tell most of my clients, you absolutely want your own podcast. But the timing of it is really important. And the strategy is really important because pod fade is at an all time high, my friends. And pod fade is when you start a podcast thinking all these magical things are going to happen. You get out there for six months and you go, man, this is a lot of time, and a lot of money, and I'm not getting anything. And that's because typically you didn't really have what I call an authority brand strategy in place. So you don't really know how to monetize it. You're not getting it out in the right way and you're not able to leverage it. So it's not really doing anything magical to help grow your brand, to grow your revenue, to grow your impact, and obviously to create a greater reach for your message. So there's some things you probably want to look at, Ray, before you jump in and, and do it. I actually have a, a little toolkit just in case this is something that people are thinking about. It's called the Authority Brand Toolkit. It's super cheap. And, and we do that because we want people to create podcasts that work for them. It's, uh, you know, I think one of the things that we, and I say we, we authors that have written something and are not sure what to do next, that then the next hurdle is, okay, yeah, it seems like it'll be easier for me to be a guest, especially when you throw in, in but you still probably want to have some kind of long-term plan for, if that's your thing, to do a podcast. Uh, and and build the brand, but then it's kind of like, well, I really can only get on pod this level of podcasts, and not mm -hmm. I, I'm afraid to reach out to these people, the big um, names. Yeah, what what do yeah. you what's your strategy for that? What do you say to those people? Mm. Well, some of this I think is really fine tuned to where you're at in your own business uh, trajectory and what assets you currently have to work with. So we all have assets that we're not really capitalizing on and, and they're probably in your blind spot. And if you're saying to yourself, wow, like if to really make this work, I need to be on big name podcasts, but I don't really know how to get on there or they may not want to ask me, maybe. But if you have the right assets, a lot of these things are simplified and it's easier. So. There's a little bit of a trajectory. Uh, the first piece of the puzzle is, what is your topic? Okay, it's not the name of your book. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Unless you have a really, really magnetic title to your book that's completely aligned with okay, your- Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta go change something real quick on uh, oh, okay. iTunes. No, I'm just saying, I gotta oh. change the name of my podcast. <laughs> Sorry, dad humor. <laughs> I thought we were pausing. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? You got me there, right? And that was really good. Uh, and some people are probably sitting there. So, oh my God, I got to go change it. Look, 
you, you know, the, the, when you're guesting on other people's podcasts, what you call your talk or what you want to be interviewed on makes or breaks the pitch unless you have a personal relationship. So relationships often can override a lot because you already have some connection with people and there's a little more grace. But when you are going to pitch a podcaster, if they don't already know you, your talk title is what leads. It's what gets their attention. So I always tell my clients to think about, and I have a little formula I teach because, uh, and I'll just say what it is here and I'll unpack it if we have enough time, but I call it the rocks method. R-O-C-S, rocks. What I find with titling things is if you don't have a relevant, outcome-driven, credibility-boosting, and specific enough title, it's super easy to stay invisible to the shows that you most want to guest on. And I think this is important because a lot of us fall in love with a title or we fall in love with a talk or we fall in love with a book name. And it, and it doesn't translate to the audience the way we understand the words. So what you title, the topic that you want to guest on other people's shows with is going to make or break. I get pitched thousands of times a week. I mean, I, it was so much, I, I had to hire somebody to keep up with it. <laughs> and and I, half the time I would get these pitches and sometimes it's from somebody they've hired and they don't have enough knowledge to know how to pitch the topic well. But when somebody knows my show and they pitch me something the right way and they have a talk title that's so compelling for the type of work I do and for the clients and the audience that I attract, I'll almost likely book them without knowing a lot about them because I'm like, boom, yes, that. But if you don't really have the right talk title, it's super easy just to get passed by and and your your pitch goes in the the delete folder instead of the book folder. So I'll give you a couple of examples. Uh, uh, I'll give you one of mine that really made a big difference. So I could say how to get booked on podcasts as a talk title. And that might work for some shows. But what I found was really working is when I started, uh, two years ago, I started talking about this topic of how to turn your competition into your 24-7 lead source by guesting on their podcast. And my bookings went up dramatically on, on shows that I didn't know because that was really specific and really interesting. And so it solved a problem that a lot of people get stuck on with podcasts. It's like, how do I pitch my competitor? They do the same thing. They're not going to want me on there. I'm like, well, actually, yes, they do. If you know how to develop the right talk title. So talk titles, super important, Ray, in the overall strategy of getting booked. There's several things that I know people make mistakes on that we can go into, but in 20 minutes, we're just going to scratch the surface. So tell me what you want to know next. <laughs> well, I just, I was going to, I jumped on because it was like, man, that's, that's like the email subject line or the yes. the title, you know, of your book description or the title of your copy on your page. If it doesn't catch people's attention, they, they're skipping to the next. There's so much, so many other things they can do. So, um, well, can I give yeah, you a quick example of this from a client perspective? I had a client and he was investing a, a pretty decent amount of money to work privately with me. And his goal was to get booked on more shows. And so he told me his talk title and it was something like, um, 
how to how to use high it was like how, how to like be a high performer in your business and i was like okay i mean like i get it but there's no magnetic quality to it and we were going to an event where i was going to be uh one of the podcasters that people were pitching their topics to to get booked on shows and he was going to be in the audience and there was like 50 podcasters that we could get him on and i said we had to fix this talk title and I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was something like, uh, you know, three high performance strategies that um, it, it, I think it like that will add in a hundred K to your business revenue in the next six months. Something like that it was very specific. He got 42 out of the 50 podcast hosts to book him within 20 minutes of giving his pitch. And he had been pitching a lot of these podcasters for 12 months and getting nowhere. So I mean, we did a lot of things with that talk title and got him on a lot of stages. But that's an example of a shift in general to more specific that really paid off for somebody. It's interesting because you're backing up and, and you're telling people what they I mean, this is the first thing you got to think about is what we're going to talk about. And in our heads, you know, oh, I guess I got to get on podcasts. I got to just start submitting to, to people. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I see this all the time. It's like how to be successful. It's like, well, yes. I, I don't know what that means. Tell me something that's going to make it exciting, right? Like yeah. I'm going to have a conversation with you. Remember podcast hosts have hundreds of these conversations. Like they want to have good, juicy conversations that, that are inspiring. And so, that's that's kind of like a second piece of this puzzle, Ray. If I could just jump ahead for a minute, what as a as an author or an expert or somebody with a uh, what I call a specific service that you have a very specific thing you do, what happens when when you get booked is where all of the juice comes from, and what I find because I was telling people like, man, podcasts are such a great vehicle for me to attract clients. Like it's like my 24 seven client attraction machine. And some of my friends who are very successful, very big brands are like, what are you doing then? Because it's not working for me. And so I started paying attention when they would do their interviews or I would interview them. And I was like, okay, I see there are 17 common mistakes they tend to make. And one of the big ones, and this is huge, and it's very easy to do when you're in your own head because it's hard to edit ourselves, right? It's hard to streamline what we want to talk about is you don't have a, what I call a golden thread between your talk title and your talking points and your call to action. And it starts with like to really get the best results from something like this. And this is any speaking, but in podcasting, it's like a billion times more important because you have such a finite period of time and you're, and think about the listener strategy. They're typically multitasking. So you want to really get their attention and you need to think about what do I, what's the end thing I want them to do? Am I going to book, invite them to a consult? Am I going to give them a quiz? Am I going to uh, give them a chapter of a book? Like, what is the thing I'm going to get them to do for you? If you're on a book tour, you obviously want them to buy the book, right? So we need to reverse engineer the call to action, what it is you want them to do. 
and the other end, what you're calling this talk with some very compelling talking points in the middle that get people to lean in with intrigue and say, ooh, this is interesting. She's talking to me or he's explaining my exact situation. How are they in my head with me? And you can do that when you really understand who your ideal audience is and what they're struggling with or what they're craving and cultivate some talking points that move people through that with some case studies, with credibility boosting results. And by the time you're giving them an invitation to a next step, they're going to be so enthralled and intrigued, they're going to want to take that next step with you. And that's where I see one of the big mistakes, Ray, is people don't know how to do that in podcast land. They may do that better in a webinar where they have more time or on a stage. But look, on the podcast is a form of media. We have very short amount of time to make an impression and stick with people. And think of it like you're you're being interviewed on TV. You got to talk in sound bites, not 20 minute stories that people are lost in. So I've just kind of highlighted a couple of the mistakes that people make. And the solutions are actually really simple, Ray. Pitch the right topics, or sorry, pitch the right uh, podcast with the topic that's a part of your golden thread. Take some time to cultivate really great talking points. Know how to talk in sound bites and bring home really important pieces of information that your ideal clients are struggling with, and then give them a call to action that's so compelling. They don't want to miss. And hopefully that's your book that you want to invite them to sell more books. I have a friend who's an author and she uh, did a podcast tour on her last book when it came out. And she said that her book stayed on the bestseller list for like three times longer, uh, like three years later, she was still hitting the bestseller list. And she said, yeah, it has to do with good keyword optimization, but I'm always podcast guesting to keep bringing people back to buying the book. That's so, yeah, I was going to ask that, like, what, what does that look like? A podcast uh, book tour? Is it six months? Is it three months before the book comes out, three months after? How do you normally suggest people structure do, that? Schedule that? Yep. Yeah, you know, um, luckily there is no one way to do it. It depends on your goal for your for your book. So I'm working with a client right now. He's doing more of a soft launch with the book. And what we're doing is we're doing a targeted three-month push when the book goes live to do a targeted in front of his ideal audience push to buy the book and then strategically get him on at least two podcasts a month because he's super busy. He's very maxed out. This is more about uh, growing the reach of his leveraged offering instead of booking more one-on-one -on -one services. But he's doing a long-term uh, podcast tour. Contrast that with another uh, podcast tour idea. And that is you want to hit bestseller when you come out of the gate. So my, my other client, he does, he's not going for bestseller. He's just trying to get it in the hands of more clients. This, this other uh, colleague of mine wants to do a specific, I want to hit bestseller. And so he's stacking up pre, during, and post for a six-month period, pre to build up his momentum. So he's building his social media following. He's building his list. He's building his social media asset, which is important to a publisher. 
then during to help drive those immediate book sales. And then to keep the book going, he wants to have another three to six months of podcasts to air after. So really it depends on what do you want to accomplish with your book? And so, you know, when I'm working with a client who's launching a book, that's one of the things we're structuring is, well, what are we doing with, what do we want to have happen? Is the book a, a vehicle to book more, uh, consults or other speaking gigs? What do you want to have happen with it? And how can the podcast tour play a part in it? Yeah, I, you know, what I like about that is all, probably everybody watching this, at the very least with their first book, they've struggled with, I don't have an audience, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I put it up on Amazon, they, that's where they're going to see it. And uh, we, we obviously we know that's not how it works. And in, in this case, it's what's really exciting is you get to you get to talk about the thing you're passionate about. Right. And yeah. And you're just you know, getting on shows now. What's a normal. Let's just say I'm an, I, I'm, I haven't branched over to become a digital entrepreneur yet. I've written a book. What would be a normal you said, you know, somebody's busy a couple podcasts a month. I mean is the sky the limit? Should I be doing one or two a week? You know, if I've got the time, what's yeah. the... Again, I think it has a lot to do with how much... So let's say you have no you have no list, you have no digital footprint yet, and you need to build all of that. So here's just a sample of what I would suggest. I would start now, before your book comes out, and I would start getting booked on podcasts in your ideal audiences. And that's a really key part. doesn't do you any good to get booked on every podcast. You want to get booked on the podcast with your ideal audience in them. And I would shoot for doing four to eight interviews a month, as many as you can stack in. And the more you do, the faster you grow your, your new community and you're building momentum around the concept of your book. So like some people like to stack it up and wait until the, the book goes live and that's okay, but keep one thing in mind. Most podcast hosts will be recording their podcasts somewhere between three weeks to three months before it goes live. I actually recorded an interview last year uh, I think it was in November and it still has not gone live. <laughs> so some people wait and they kind of parse them out and they have a lot uh, in their hopper before, you know, they, they drip them out over the days or the weeks. So not all of them can turn them around quickly. What's so what, we we've covered a lot of stuff, but what's one what's one thing to get some people could use to get started right away? They're like, okay, this I, I want to do this, but now what? I don't know which where to start. Yeah. Well, first of all, um, I talk about like avoiding the mistakes because I think a lot of people wing it, and I don't think you should wing it. I think you should first of all get a very good outline of what you're going to talk about, what some sample talking points are craft some really great sound bites. I've worked with clients who are like, got it, Melanie. I have the, the flow. Boom. I'm on it. And then Ray, I've had some clients who are like, wait, I don't know what to say. <laughs> and I'll do a practice interview with them. And they talk for 20 minutes on one question and they need more help shaping their answers. So they're concise. So 
you have, you know what your strengths are, get your system together. We call it be booking worthy, have all your pieces ready to go and then get yourself booked. So I know this is nerve wracking for a lot of people. And if you're a pro at asking, this may feel easy. So good for you. But if you're like, Ooh, I don't know, I'm going to ask, look, it, it's just about having what we call your booking worthy system. You got to have one sheet. You got to have your talk. You got to know what people are going to walk away from it with. You want to have some kind of call to action that ties back into your, your, your book sales or your uh, maybe a free chapter of your book or a quiz that you sell your book, or just simply drive them to your uh, book page on your website. Somehow you want to move them to something meaningful. You want to have a great headshot, not you in front of the San Francisco bridge, not you sitting across the table from your spouse at dinner and they snap a cute little shot of you. No, no, no. Have a great headshot. My goodness. iPhones are so easy to great, get great headshots. Just get good lighting and, you know, make your hair look a little extra special and wear a nice top. You know, it's like, it's not that hard, but you got to have something that's clean and is, you know, has a little space around your head. You want to have those assets in place, because when you do get somebody to say, yes, I'm willing to book you, you want to be able to quickly hand all that stuff off to them or fill out their form so that they're not chasing you down to get booked. Ray, it would blow your mind. I have had people pitch me and I say, yeah, I actually like their topic. We'll book you. And they never respond. I'm like, do you have any idea what the value of that visibility is for you? Okay, cool. Well, if you're not ready, you're not ready. So have it ready to go and be just be willing to plug it in when you get the yes. And if you need help, get someone to help you. Get someone. This is what I do for my clients all day long is I help them build out their booking worthy kit so that when they get that opportunity to stand on a stage or get a virtual speaking gig or you know, in this chance, go on a book tour of podcasts. It's super easy to plug it in. You know how to how to structure your talk and all your talking points and your offer so that you're getting real sales and real leads and you're not flubbing it and wondering what happened. And where can they go to find you? Where's, where's the best place for them to find you? Yeah. So we actually made a super handy little URL. If you go to melaniebenson.com forward slash book profit, that will take you to a downloadable checklist of the 17 common mistakes that authors, speakers, and guest experts make on podcasts, guesting that cost them that lead or that client. And I would say go through that. And if you find that you're making lots of mistakes and you'd like some support, feel free to reach out. We can talk about, you know, what that might look like to help you pull your toolkit together. But at a bare minimum, that is going to be your new get booked and get clients and get sale checklist. I think that's perfect because it's, I, you know, in my mind, I'm like, if I'm just starting now, I, you know, I, okay, I need some steps though. I love everything I heard and we got, so we got steps. So melaniebenson.com slash book profit. The link will be below here, but uh, Melanie, this has been awesome. And I, you know, 
I instead of the hope marketing that most authors do, I really hope they actually go out and create an audience by getting on podcasts and your information is really going to help them do that. Thanks. And sell some books. People are hungry for what you do. There's 2,600,000 podcasts. There's an audience for you. I promise. How many days in a row would I need to have to, uh, well, I guess 200 million and 600,000 days in a row. You could do eight a day. I don't, I can't do the math in my head, <laughs> but it's going to take you a while. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that means you got to start now. So get the checklist and then you can start getting on those 2 million podcasts. Everybody, thanks for joining us. Melanie, thanks again. Awesome stuff. And we will see you all on the next session. Talk to you soon.